This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio, commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? We're going to show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. As always, I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonqualcfp.com. That is J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. If you want to jump in, be a part of the show, you can log on, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. You can also submit questions to the social media links there on the web address, the website, financialcoachingradio.com. We're going to talk about investing, financial behavior, investing and financial behavior. And people always want to worry about things they can't control. People just worry, right? Everybody worries about something. And we all like to think of ourselves, I'm not a worrier. I think we're all worriers to a certain point, right? And even someone who studies psychology. I would like to have a conversation with a psychologist and ask them this. You know there are certain things in your life you can't control. Yet, you continue to worry about them. And you probably tell all of your patients the same thing. Don't worry about things you can't control. Stop worrying and improve your life. I wonder how well psychologists and psychiatrists do with that. I bet they worry as well. I know you're worried about certain things you cannot control, and that's precisely what we're going to talk about today on Financial Coaching Radio. Why people make bad financial decisions? Because they're worriers. Most people spend too much time worrying about things they can't control and not enough time on factors they can control. I'll say it again because it's so profound. People spend too much time worrying about things they cannot control and not enough time on the factors that they have some control over. Bad decisions aren't made because people generally aren't very smart. They're partially made because of bad decision-making processes. That's kind of deep, right? I think some people make bad decisions because they're not very smart. (laughs) I don't know if it's most. (laughs) But there are certainly some decisions made because of bad decision making most people spend too much time worrying about things they have no influence over when considering retirement plans many people think about investing the investing markets what's gonna happen with the next election is the next crash happening do you have any control over that you have no you can vote and you can influence campaigns i guess in your own unique way locally but you can't control who's going to win the next election you can't control if the stock market's going to be up or down tomorrow you have no way of knowing that But here's one thing you do know about the market. And I say no. Because it's always happened, right? Whatever time period we go out long enough, we go out 10 years, almost any time period in the investing markets, and we'll talk about it as it relates to the S&P 500. It's always been up. 
People also worry about the future of Social Security. Now, if you're on Social Security, maybe you don't think about it quite as often as someone who's maybe 40s or 50s not yet beginning to take their benefits. Are you worried about the future of Social Security? You can't control that. You can control it in the essence that you can vote politicians in that may politicians into office that may fix the system. But you have very little control over that. You may worry about what Congress is going to do about taxes. You know, we had a big tax cut back in 2017, all set to expire in 2025 or after 2025. Are they going to extend it? Are they going to raise taxes, lower taxes? I have no clue. You can't influence any of those factors, but you can control your decisions that you make surrounding your money. you got to avoid this closed-minded thought process. And there's another radio show that wants you to believe that being closed-minded is the best. Every financial salesperson that will try to convince you or that does try to convince you their product or strategy is the best, they want you to be closed-minded. Because if you weren't listening to some other radio show. It's all about baby steps. Everybody do the same thing. Everybody invest in the same way. No matter how much you make, no matter what your net worth is, everybody does the same thing. Come on, man. Someone with zero net worth or negative net worth doing the exact same thing as someone with $5 million net worth? Redonkulous. What about people who work with financial salespeople. A financial salesperson, just let me state for the record, someone who has an incentive for you to take action on investing your money into a product. You buy insurance. Index universal life. Index annuities. You buy mutual funds and pay a sales commission or a sales load. They have a vested interest in you making that decision. And they want you to be closed-minded. Folks, see how it works, man. There's a lot of things that are, there's a lot of great areas in financial planning. What works for me may not be working for you or what's best for me may not be what's best for you. What's best for one of my clients may not be best for another client. You catch my drift? People generally make bad decisions and that's well documented. Bad decisions aren't made because people aren't generally very smart, experts say. They're made because of the processes they're using to make decisions. Try to make, they try to make decisions quickly. They use intuition and emotion. Now, I'll tell you this. I'm very direct. I speak off the cuff sometimes. Sometimes oh, on radio, I'm doing it to get, you know, a reaction. Make radio entertaining. But let's just talk about it in terms of my personal life. You know, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve. What I say, what I think is what I say. And I've gotten better with at it over the years, trying to be a little more conscious of how I say things uh, and the tact that I'm using to take people's feelings into consideration. But at the end of the day, if I feel it and I believe it, and I believe it so strongly, I don't mind sharing my opinion. That is in contrast to someone believing and thinking something, but doing and saying the exact opposite. I would rather be the former rather than the later. But what causes me to make the decisions that I make are my emotions. You cannot get emotional about investing and retirement planning and financial planning because if you get emotional, you're going to make the wrong decision. This is where an unbiased, fee-only certified financial planner can evaluate your situation, step back from all the emotions that would lead you to make bad financial decisions, and help you make 
the right choice. The right choice. First, there has to be some regularity in the decision that can be learned. The decision maker must have a lot of practice at that decision. There's a lot of financial decisions you're going to make over the course of your life. Make sure you're getting the right type of guidance. Because when you enter down the road of a bad decision, sometimes it's easy to come back. Sometimes it is not very easy to come back. But it all starts with the emotions you put into that decision and the expert guidance you got to make that decision. So you don't have to make bad, bad financial choices. If you do things the right way, make sure you're working with the right type of financial experts all across the board on your team. The right type of tax people, estate planning people, financial people. All of it does matter in leading you down the right financial planning path. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls. We'll be back at you right after this short break. For more about me, go to jasonqualscfp.com. That's jasonqualscfp.com. Back with you in just a moment. When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The independent insurance agent system. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. You have worked your entire life for what you have, and you deserve to determine how your assets are passed on to your loved ones. Make sure your estate plan is in order by calling John Baker, estate planning attorney today, at 896-5621. Estate planning is not about you, but those you leave behind. For more, go to bakercouncil.com or call 896-5621. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Financial Coaching Radio is back with you and also online anytime, anywhere at FinancialCoachingRadio.com. All you got to do is click on the Archives tab. You get a long list of all the past shows listed by date and by main topic. Here to talk estate planning is estate planning attorney John Baker. His website, BakerCouncil.com. Office is right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Welcome back to the show, John. Hey, great to be here. I've had this article. I've been sitting on it for quite some time, about a month. Tom Petty he passed away not that long ago year or two ago maybe yeah his daughters are battling over the control of the late singer's estate have any have you heard any news any updates on what's going on with this guy's life i know every celebrity that passes away i won't say it's a headline but at least in the industry articles of estate planning and financial planning it always comes out what they did well and what they did not do so well right yeah and i have i really haven't followed tom petty's but uh what did you find out there well let's find out together his daughters eight adria if i'm saying that right and Violet are turning up the heat in the ongoing battle over 
Tom Petty's estate. In a complaint filed in L.A., the daughters, who are from Tom's first marriage, take aim at his widow. Uh, and among other allegations, the daughters accuse his, I guess his widow, his current wife when he passed away, of unsurping control over Tom's catalog of music and other assets at their expense. And I would say, of course they do. Right. <laughs> of course. Of course they do. They feel like right. they didn't get enough. Right. And maybe they didn't. We'll, yeah. We'll see. According to the complaint, the daughters accused the late wife of Tom Petty of failing to fund Petty Unlimited LLC, which was set up to equally divide the trust assets among the three, which would be the current wife and his two children from a previous marriage. Right, right. Seems simple enough. Why not divide it up? Right, right. Uh, Dana, the wife, has allegedly set up a separate company, Tom Petty Legacy LLC, as a vehicle through which to deprive his two daughters of their rightful assets. They're seeking at least $5 million in damages. Yeah. It's a shame. You know, it really is. Yeah, it is. And you can kind of read in a little bit. There, there was obviously planning that was done here, and, you know, corporate entity or LLC entities filed. And, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of public information from this, you know, but as a lot of the business documents and any trust would typically be private unless they're, you know, unless they get pulled into the litigation. So... We'll probably just have to stay tuned to see see the outcome. But but what we can see, at least you know, there, there were there was some planning here and some thought. We just don't have we don't really know what so all an of artist it is who or, writes songs and you know right. gets royalties right. and it's what they call a catalog. Right. I'm probably goofing up somewhat, but that's really the gist of it. Right. So it sounds like there was an LLC set up to receive that yeah. income and also distribute right. the rights to that to those the, assets and income to the, the one third, one third, one right. third. And now it sounds like they're fighting over you know what what what, what consists of that one third, one third, one third, and they're you know we don't we don't know uh, at this point. I don't suppose the cause of all this tension may be rooted in the wording of the late singer's trust, Tom Petty's trust. The daughters claim that the terms of their father's trust grants them equal participation in the decision making concerning the handling of his estate. In response to such interpretation, his his late wife filed a petition in court last month accusing the daughters of trying to rule by majority, which is a good point, right. and asserting that the role that that the role as sole trustee with the authority to manage his estate. She says she gets the final say. Yeah, so so you know clearly there was some complex planning you know implemented here and and, and with you know with a large uh, estate you know consisting of all the the, the song rights and, and copyrights and, and whatnot and uh, you know and I would say that you know there's probably times even when there's been a lot of planning and you've had lawyers involved and, and a lot of planning that. It's not necessarily going to eliminate all disputes, and it sounds like what we're having here, a dispute about is control, primarily, and they're, and they're fighting about that. Um, but it's still, I know it's more complex, and I'm making yeah. it in my own head because I'm not there, and I'm not dealing with their loss and their emotions, but I'm thinking, yeah. it said divide it by a third, mm-hmm. divide it by a third. Yeah. <laughs> And but, then, on, you know, right? and, but then what is the third and who controls the third? You know, that may be where they're, where the issues are. But So maybe yeah. giving it away to them, but who is in control of that? Because yeah. you wouldn't, well, I guess in that right. instance, it would be very difficult to have three different people in control. Yeah, of particularly the same. where they're not, yeah, they've got conflicting interests and they're not getting along. Well, let's bring it down level. to normal folks. Let's just use yeah. a piece of real estate. But I probably would say, you know, I would say much more often than not a dispute like that which is really a business dispute you know a lot, a lot of business interests and in, in, in property interests 
that that's probably going to settle at some point. You know, there's there's going to come a you know it, rare, rarely would I say that that those disputes actually go to a trial. We're talking estate planning with the estate planning attorney John Baker, specifically talking about Tom Petty's estate and how the daughters and his widowed wife are fighting over his assets. Uh, think about this in terms of just a you know a normal person. Let's say they owned a hundred acres of land. It was worth a million bucks, and it was in an LLC supposed to be divided up by the 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 the, the deceased current wife when he passed away and his two daughters from a previous marriage or two children. I guess you need someone to be the head person over that because it'd be very hard for three people to come to a decision. Right. I mean, and it may be a good place where you have a a professional trustee that's not a family member. You know, would I think be a? But they'd still probably sue over the control, right? Yeah. Well, it seems like they just they want control yeah. to do what they want to do, yeah. and they're going to fight it because it's all about at the end of the day yeah. getting more money. Yeah, and that again, that may be where you put a third party in control, and 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 the family members. While they may have a say, they you know they don't they don't, don't have, have the control. final decision. Yeah, they may not be the, the the trustee. Whose interpretation is right? This struggle for control is a prime example of the importance of precise language when drafting legal documents. The terms equal participation can be interpreted to mean that Tom Petty indeed wanted each of his two daughters and his current wife and have an equal vote, which is how the daughters have interpreted it. But that's not how the yeah. wife has interpreted it. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> and I know when he was drafting this, I'm just going to think for him yeah. for a second. I know he thought, man, oh, it's simple. Divide it yeah. equally, yeah. move on, and there's some language in there that says uh, what was equal participation. Yeah. yeah. But all left up interpretation. What could have yeah. been added there yeah. in addition to equal participation that could have avoided this? Probably, you know, further further defining it. Just it, keep you know, going until you beat, you know? beat it and beat it and beat it into the and, ground. And, and that, you know, that just... You know, wasn't defined to that that degree in the document. However, it's also possible that equal participation means that the daughters have right to participate in the decision process, but wouldn't have any legal options if the wife doesn't agree with their wishes. Uh, let's see. According to one of the parties involved, both interpretations are plausible. She says it could be up to the drafting attorney to provide evidence. And that's a big one. So right. they bring the, the attorney who drafted the document in and say, what was the right. intention? How much weight right. does that carry in an estate? Yeah, so generally when you have a an ambiguous document, uh, what we call parole evidence, it is admissible to determine what the intent was. So so the lawyer you know could carry great weight there if, if that if that if he can testify, you know, that what the actual intent was there. You know, they had a meeting, and this is what he wanted, and this is what was discussed, and this is what was intended. That seems like that could even take it further down the road. Is that yeah. kind of the last word? Is that the way am I th- am I thinking about that well, correctly? Well, the court could. You it know, seems could, like it'd be very simple in these cases. You know, Bring the attorney in. What was his intent? Yeah. Show us your notes yeah. and why you. Th- but there could have there could have been other witnesses. Maybe he told other people other things. You know, you, you could uh, maybe the, maybe there's some other documentation out there that that would evidence intent. Uh, but that's why I say a lot of that stuff gets complicated. And, uh, you know, I, what about we've talked about this before. What if Tom sat down in front of a video camera and say, here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. Here's what I want. Yeah. Would that have helped the situation? Because I'm assuming he may may or may not have. Uh, he may have not have communicated his his true wishes. He, yeah. you know, he did the document. They may have known the document was there, but they didn't know what he, what well, he said. And when, and when you got down to this nuanced issue 
of, of the who had control and, and what, you know, equal, equal uh, input meant, uh, it may have never been fully articulated, in, in, you know, it, to, a, to a degree where you can put some clarity on, on, on what was intended here. So, you know, it could come down to a matter of proof, and again, the drafting attorney or, or other witnesses or other documents, and, uh, and ultimately, you know, I, I would suspect that they'll probably come up with a compromise at some point to, you know, to resolve that. But right now, you know, they're, they're asserting, you know, their legal uh, arguments and, and making the arguments, and we'll just have to see how that turns out. An estate planning attorney interviewed by WealthManagement.com says, what often may seem clear to those familiar with the particular client situation may act, may actually, might actually seem ambiguous to an outside party. She encourages practitioners to think of the worst-case scenario that can happen if provisions in the document are misinterpreted so that they can account for those. Yeah. In situations in which client feels that the terms of his will or trust may seem unfair or unequal to his beneficiaries, the estate planning attorney suggests discussing the terms and reasoning behind them with the beneficiaries beforehand so there are no surprises during administration yeah you know and when you have an estate like this that, that you know you've got massive uh probably wealth tied up in in copyrights and and and, and recording rights and, and and all of that you know very very complex business things uh you know the issues of control and management and and all those you know are going to be key you know key issues and and you would think would, would have to be thought about in great detail you know in, in planning a, a detailed plan what's amazing with the the case that was filed with the daughters and the 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 wife when it, when he passed away not their mother is they're only asking for five million it's estimated online he was worth almost a hundred million yeah why well, ask for and, so little and could very well be more than that over over time or maybe that's yeah. just one portion of his estate yeah. everything else that's is, when I, that's the thing is we 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 don't have a full picture because a lot of a lot of the the issues in the planning are probably you know private private uh, information or trusts and, and we don't really have a full scope so so this could very well be a dispute over over a a part of it you know we just don't know should people be deterred by these cases because I, the thing that kind of enters my mind is like I do all this great planning and mm-hmm. it still gets fought over it's yeah. like I lose either way yeah well. I would say that that having having planning and having done you know detailed planning you know as best as you reasonably could do you know even if you even if there later are disputes over certain provisions or certain language uh, is going to be much better than than just doing nothing or just doing you know something very little without a lot of thought. If you have any estate planning question, hit us up online. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm your host in the studio with John Baker. I'm Jason Qualls. John Baker's here, estate planning attorney. Back with you right after this. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. 
It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher. Whether you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Buyer opportunities are better than ever. So call me at Reliant Realty to find out more. 615-445-5073. Real estate is a key to building long-term wealth. So ask for me, Gabriel Fancher, when you call 615-445-5073 or online at mt615.com. Again, that's mt615.com. 615-445-5073 for all your real estate needs. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell, certainly not pushing any financial products. I'll leave that to the other guys. I'm in the house with John Baker, estate planning attorney. We're talking about just that, estate planning. I'm your host, Jason Qual, certified financial planner. A lot of mistakes people can make with estate plans, and we've covered them all several, several times. But one of the things that uh, I was dealing with earlier in the week, with estate planning and just business planning in general is making things too complex creating a plan that is so complex you forget what you did why you did it and you can <laughs> never maintain it sometimes simple is better uh-huh yeah so we're talking about multiple llc's multiple trust all with the idea of taxes and asset protection i'm thinking when this person gets 65 years old they're not going to even want to be fooling with this stuff. Yeah. So yeah. there has to be a strong enough purpose to make your estate planning complex. Now, what, what's your thoughts on that? Because you're the yeah. one behind the scenes yeah, dealing with I, the issues and drafting the documents. Yeah, I think you got to – I think, you, you, of course, you, you explain it all to the clients and, and explain the pros and cons to, you know, the various levels of planning, various types of planning – but I think ultimately it's got it needs to fit to that client. You know, I mean, if you have a client, I mean, if you have a situation, the person owns ten rental properties, and you want to do some an LLC for each rental property, and you know other planning, and uh, you know at what point does that just get too much for that particular client? You know, really to manage or to comprehend? Uh, are there some simpler ways to do it? And so I really think you have to kind of match it to the client. You know, you may have a client that that get that gets all that and wants every bit of it, and 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 you may have one that that's reluctant or hard to understand. So may, maybe you uh, you know, you make it in a way that's not quite as I complex. Was and, human behavior, it's like right. Yeah, I'm really going to mess with this 15 years from now. Yeah, well, that's so what I say. I think if I have, have 10 to, rental properties yeah. today, I may have 20 10 years from yeah, now. Yeah, so I think I think you have to match it. To, to the personality, you know, to to that person, if uh, it's you know it you know even you know with uh, you know even with with very elderly people, sometimes you may say, oh this, 
you know, this particular uh, plan that maybe has some trust or something involved would be really good for this client. And uh, But, you know, may, maybe that's just a little too much for them to swallow. Maybe there's a simpler way to do it, and, we'll, you know, and maybe the simplicity uh, is going to be better for that person. So I think you really just have to kind of match it to, to, to the person. But uh, and, and be sure, I think, to explain the various options, you know. Um, you know, there can be uh, uh, merits to having multiple LLCs. But I think you also have to tell them that for you know, for each one of them potentially there's a three hundred dollar filing fee each year. Uh, there's potential uh, you know franchise excise tax. Uh, there are things called series LLCs that can 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 work with some of that. Uh, but uh, you know there's just a lot of things you have to explain, and uh, I think that's the key is explain it in a way that they can understand it. You know, and uh, and then let them make the choice uh, of how complex they they want to make it. We're talking estate planning with the estate planning attorney, John Baker. BakerCouncil.com is his website. For more about him, BakerCouncil.com. Uh, you mentioned 10 LLCs or 10 rental properties with an LLC for each rental property. It was asked a question to me the other day about protection. Would there be one main LLC that controls or owns all individual LLCs, or is that a bad idea because it kind of links everything together? Um. No, I, th- I think it, that's probably referring to the series LLC, where you have one master and you can kind of create subsets, and uh, and it doesn't expose one property to the yeah, other. I mean that that's that's the theory. Now, there's, <laughs> there, let's face it; they, these are fairly new concepts in the law. Not a lot of litigation on them. You know, we don't know what the courts. You know how all that would shake out, but uh, but but a lot of people do use that, and one of the things about the series LLC where you do have multiples is it does make it easier to manage. You know, it isn't quite as everything flows to the main one. Right, yeah. Yeah, I could see that being uh, exposing one property to all the other properties or, or, you know, all the properties to one. That's where I would go with it. But, hey, we'll see. There's going to be someone gets sued over this, and there's going to be fine. And it probably comes down to how the document's drafted and probably record keeping. Are they really separate? Are they really all one? Right. Yeah, are you following the statutes, you know, and and all of that? So, Amazing stuff. John, appreciate your help and expertise. All right, John will be back with us next time. Just stay with us right here on Financial Coaching Radio. In the meantime, visit John's website, BakerCouncil.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio. What you want me to do? We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is, most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out at www.homevalue615.com. Again, that's www.homevalue615.com. Call me at Reliant Realty, 615-445-5073. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? 
because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Welcome back to the show. Good show today. Appreciate you tuning in all day, every day, and today. This is Financial Coaching Radio online anytime at financialcoachingradio.com. We talked earlier about investing behavior, financial behavior. It all comes down to your, your, your open-mindedness. And I'm pretty closed-minded. I told you kind of a little bit about that earlier in the show. It doesn't matter what area of planning you're doing. you got to be willing to listen to the right expert. But then that's the key word, the right expert. Who do you know that knows what they're supposed to know? Well, if you're getting wills, trust done, work with an attorney who does only, though, or primarily does that type of planning. If you're looking for financial advice, don't go to someone who's a stockbroker with a Series 7 and an insurance license because they're going to be trying to sell you financial products, which may not be in your best interest. Get a second opinion on your investments, your financial plan from an independent, fee-only certified financial planner. Go to jasonqualscfp.com for more. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. If you want to listen to the show anytime, anywhere, don't have to catch us every weekday at 4 on WGNS, but you can catch us online anytime. Financialcoachingradio.com. Just click on Archives, and all the shows are there. I'm out of here for today. Appreciate you listening. Be back at you next time right here on WGNS. Don't change the dial yet. More local talk 